Are you looking for a brand new conversation podcast? Well, you found it. My name's Ivan Pugioni, and in my relaunched podcast in Melbourne last week, I speak to everyday people who do extraordinary things. When you go into the, the inner workings of the story, you know, when you get into the nuts and bolts of stuff, even if you're going to have a story about escapism, you want the reader to easily relate to things. You can find me on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and pretty much wherever else you can get your podcasts. Uh, you know what I think? I'm just going to have soup. Yeah, I'll save the meal for another time. <laughs> another time? What other time? I had a hot dog earlier. I'm not that hungry. No, no, Ben, you know. This is the dinner. The soup counts. But I don't want to be a secondary character. Hello. Hello. And welcome to this week's episode of Bidwabask, also known as But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character. We are a Melbourne podcast, and my name is Stephen. And my name is Ivan. And Stephen, I, uh, what size are you in suits? Uh, 40. 40? I have a suit that I bought from Best and Less <laughs> five years ago. It's been in my cupboard, yep. and I don't fit in it anymore because I'm a 42. Yeah, I'm huge. Um, did you want the suit? Uh, only if you take me to dinner. <laughs> But for that sort of suit, I don't expect you to take me somewhere nice. Like somewhere Mercury's. shitty. <laughs> <laughs> like Sizzler. Like Sizzler. Oh, that that bread, man. That cheese bread. Actually, that, that's... Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd be happy with that. Even if okay. you gave me an Armani suit, I'd say, yeah, just take me to Sizzler. <laughs> just take me to Sizzler, yes. In case you haven't guessed, this week we are doing the episode The Soup, which introduces the Punisher, the biggest Punisher of all time, Banya. That's right. Season 6, episode 7 of Seinfeld. And uh, yeah, we have covered Banya in our older episode, What's the Deal with Jerry's Enemies? We have delved into his character as well as the actor Steve Heitner, but we'll talk about him in the context of this episode, like we do with many recurring characters. Yeah, I think this is the episode that not only introduces him, but I'm pretty sure he gets the most screen time in this episode, and there probably were a few details that we missed when we recorded that What's the Deal way back when. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so listen to that episode, and then maybe listen to this one if you want to get the full comprehensive Banya punishment story. That's right. So, uh, Stephen Seinfeld-isms. Uh, uh, housekeeping first. Oh, housekeeping. All right. Uh, fine. In a All hurry. Right. Uh, yeah. we're, we're recording a bit later than normal tonight, so Ivan's in a bit of a hurry. Oh, no. Not too much of a hurry. <laughs> My soup's getting cold. That's true. My consomme. <laughs> <laughs> Did you uh, crumple crackers in it? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a meal. Could be a soup. Soup's a soup, uh, meal. <laughs> if you want to email us, you can bibblebasspodcast at gmail.com. You can say hello on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or Reddit. You can listen to all of our previous episodes as well and rate us and reviewers on any podcast service we are there and finally you can access uh, all sorts of patreon exclusive material at our patreon which is patreon.com forward slash b-i-d-w-b-a-s-c i said patreon a lot in that you sentence you sure did you're really plugging this podcast aren't I you am. Patreon, give us money patreon. Darren. yeah my patreon patreon i'm patreon. just gonna like unsubtly try like <laughs> subliminally insert patreon be like patreon this week's episode is called the patreon yeah you'll be talk- season patreon episode eight <laughs> yeah you'll be talking about <laughs> about banyan i'll just be like <laughs> Give us money. Actually, we should do what, uh, you know, was it Ozzy Osbourne or someone was accused of putting, like, satanic messages in oh, backwards yeah, or whatever? yeah, 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 yeah. You know, Twisted Sister oh, or some, something All like the Beatles, that. I reckon, too. Oh, was it the yeah, Beatles? Yeah, we should do too. that. Yeah, we should. Yeah. It's subliminal messages. Yeah, our listeners will just think it's, like, weird, <laughs> you know, bad sound uh, recordings, but really it's subliminal. <laughs> yeah. You know, Patreon. Patreon. And then all of a sudden our patrons go from five to zero. Exactly. Like, and oh, it worked against us. Yes. And speaking of our fifth patron, we do would like to welcome Jace. Uh, he signed up. He's uh, been a fan of ours for about a month or two, and uh, he's been messaging us and sending us really cool Seinfeld stuff, and he's uh, finally signed up on Patreon. So thanks very much, Jace. Yeah, thank you. Much appreciated. And there is a bit of listener mail uh, involving Jace. Yeah, so that's right. we'll talk about that at the end. Later on. But Seinfeld isn't... I actually have two this week. Oh, uh, yeah, cool. One for myself and one fan Seinfeldism, uh, courtesy of our regular Brandon. Uh, he sent this one to yeah, us. He emailed us that. the thing. Yeah, so I'll, I'll mention his first. So uh, he was on a bus. I think he's from Adelaide. Yeah, it was uh, in Adelaide. Yeah. He was on a bus and he found a communist sticker. And uh, it reminded him. I think they were him- promoting the Melbourne, or sorry, the Australian Communist Party. Yeah, something like that. And uh, he was saying, "San is a commie." That's a reference to the race episode which we've done, where uh, Kramer is, uh, you know, dressed as Santa, and uh, the kid is capitalism. That kid that goes on his knee, and yeah, because uh, you know Kramer's kind of he's being influenced by by communism. boyfriend. That's right. What's his Ned, name? Ned. 
Ned, yeah. Ned the yeah. communist, yeah. He's a commie. He's spreading propaganda. That's right, yeah. So good work, Brandon. <laughs> nice Seinfeldism. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and also my Seinfeldism, uh, I usually go to Ausbargain. They're a uh, Australian bargains website to find good deals. I, I, I really never pay full price for anything, really. Uh, last week, I found a special on Seinfeld on iTunes. The entire series was $38. Wow. On iTunes. Huh. Yeah, and it was one of the top-rated uh, bargains. And everyone in the comments, because they have comments for each deal as well, all the comments were just Seinfeld references. It nice. was fab. Nice. Obviously uh, related to the 30th anniversary. I'm guessing why, that's why that was on sale. Maybe. Because that was know. July 5. It was, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it was on special. Huh. 38 Australian or $39 Australian dollars for the entire nine seasons. On The only thing is you need an Apple device to watch it. But yeah, I thought that was really cool. That was like the main deal for the day. I was like, oh, shit. Good Seinfeld. deal. Cool. Good deal. Very good. What's the deal? Uh, I have one Seinfeldism. So I was in Ballarat on the weekend. And uh, as I was driving into town, we were visiting some friends. I stopped the car suddenly. And my girlfriend, who was in the passenger seat, was a bit shocked. She thought I'd run over a bird or something like that because <laughs> she didn't see why I stopped. And uh, I was trying to do a U-turn to take a photo of a street, which was uh, actually called Steinfeld Street. Excellent. Oh, sorry, Steinfeld Street South, and to we, be exact. And this is the third week in a row that we've mentioned Steinfeld. Yeah. Um, Parkers from the podcast The Campfire with Parkers and Daly, who we talked about last week, they have an episode called Steinfeld. Yep. And uh, your and Nakia, our patron supporter and your friend uh, from Sydney there, she uh, was went dating a, a guy with, called Mr. Steinfeld. Yeah, she went on one date. Yeah, Steinfeld. Yeah. Steinfeld, Steinfeld, Steinfeld. Must be, uh, I don't know. Well, we have a Something in the one. air. It's something in there. Who knows? Something in the air. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I took a photo of the street sign. I didn't manage to get it when I first saw it, but uh, I made a mental note to check it out on the way back out of town from Ballarat to Melbourne. And uh, it is up on the Seinfeld group that I run. It's called Seinfeldisms. Yeah, follow um, that page, man. We're yeah, getting a, you're getting a lot of likes on yeah, it. Yeah, I'm getting like 50 to 100 people wanting to join a day. It's kind of weird. You should so, plug Big Rubask on it. Yeah, I should like, actually. Hey, guys, guess what? I did this pod. Yeah, I should you actually. Know? Yeah. Yeah, so, well, I'll plug it here. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, <fine. laughs> so if you want to you know, have some fun on Facebook. Uh, with some Seinfeld stuff, uh, join Seinfeldisms. Yeah, you can bring your own Seinfeldisms to the table. Yeah, and I yeah. mostly post Seinfeldisms, but, you know, a lot of people, uh, as long as it's Seinfeld-related, I don't care what people post, so yeah. post whatever you want. That's right. Anyway. Uh, Seinfeld News. Seinfeld News. Uh, now, some tragic news that came out only a couple yeah. of days ago. Uh, is that what you were leading with? Yeah, some really sad news. So, uh, the body of Charles Levin, and he's the actor who played the mole from uh, the Briss, um, That's he, right, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, he was hiking uh, in Oregon at a place called Grants Pass, and uh, on July 8th he went missing, and uh, a few days later authorities found his body. Mm. Um, they used his cell phone to sort of... Uh, they pinged it. They, they pinged, pinged the it, signal, yeah. yeah. to sort of reduce the search area, and they did find his body, unfortunately. Yeah, I think as of recording, they haven't officially identified it as him, but they suspect that it was him because I think, from my understanding of reading the story, his son reported them missing. That's right. And they said that he did go in that area yep. uh, in the National Park there. So, yeah, yeah I mean, that's how they found it. Yeah, based on, I guess, just probability, it most likely is him. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he was around 70 years old when he passed. So, yeah. even though it isn't official, we're just assuming it is, like, pretty much uh, the rest of the media, even though we're not the media. Mm. Um, yeah, so R.I.P. Charles Levin. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I think we should do the Briss next week, maybe in honour of him. What okay, all right, we'll do the Briss. Cool. Yeah, I just decided that right now. All right, let's do it. Cool. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, even yeah. remember that episode. Oh, yeah, I haven't seen that one for a while, but that's the one where they go for the, um, the yeah. Briss, which is like the circumcision. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I you... forgot the subplots, though. Yeah, I can't remember anything about yeah, it, but we'll, uh, we'll talk uh, about okay, it Okay, we'll week. do the Briss in his honour, yeah. Yeah, for okay. sure. Sounds good. Yeah, so unfortunate news there, and um, yeah. Yeah, Bummer. very sad. Indeed. Very sad. Rest in peace and uh, condolences to the family. Indeed. And uh, yeah, Charles also appeared in TV shows such as The Golden Girls and Night Court yep. as well, so he had a very uh, stellar career Definitely. in TV. Definitely yeah. appearing on some really solid stuff there. Yeah. And uh, the second bit of news, Jason Alexander has joined the cast of a forthcoming Christian mocking film. <laughs> mocking film? Mocking, uh, okay. Christian mocking film called Faith Based. Uh, his character is called Nicky Steele, and uh, he plays, <laughs> quote, an eccentric head of a weight loss pyramid scheme and a hero to uh, one of the other characters um, so the general storyline not much is known uh, is uh, it has two misfits and they take advantage of the lucrative faith based film industry um, so yeah I'm guessing it's about a bunch of slimy people trying to make money off other people's faith yeah okay um, yeah and Jason Alexander's character uh, <laughs> sounds pretty cool so very evangelistic style yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Um, yeah, so like I said, he plays uh, the eccentric head of a weight loss tea pyramid scheme. So I've met some people who uh, 
uh, very, very, uh, how should I say, devoted to um, pyramid scheme, you know, like all the crap that they try yeah, and sell. of course. And they're very intense sort of people. I mm, think the, people, are, the yeah. people that succeed in those sorts of uh, industries are usually very intense alpha personalities. <laughs> yes. So if he's anything like, if his character is going to be anything like them, uh, yeah, it should be good. It should be good. Yeah, well, Jason's a really versatile actor, as we have mentioned in the past, so yep. I think he'll do all right. For sure. Yeah. Uh, and it comes out uh, next year at this stage, although no official release date has been announced. All right, cool. And that's all the Seinfeld news for the week. Excellent, Steve. Thanks, mate. Uh, let's have a quick break, and we'll come back and talk about today's secondary characters from Season six's The Soup. I've got notes on Kelly, uh, as well as Simon. So Kelly was George's... Uh, I guess, love interest in the episode. Simon, Elaine's episode boyfriend. A bit about Kenny Banyo, because we did mention that we have talked about him extensively in an earlier episode. And Kramer's episode girlfriend, Hildy, also another waitress. We'll be back. Hello, folks. Matt McCoy here, a.k.a. Lloyd Braun from Seinfeld. And I'm telling you right now, I do not want to be a secondary character. We are today doing Season 6's The Soup, that is Episode 7, and this marks the debut of Seinfeld's punishing ex, or punishing rival comedian, I should say, Kenny Banya, played by Steve Heitner. First aired in the US on November 10, 1994, this one was directed by Andy Ackerman, written by Fred Stoller. George flirts with Kelly, played by Tracy Collis, who... uh, Maybe pretty familiar to you because she was in the ex-girlfriend. She was Marlene. Mm. So, uh, yeah, you probably like that name sounds familiar. Uh, she's a waitress from Monks. Elaine's just returned from a trip to England with Mr. Pitt and she meets a man there and flown her, him back. Uh, and his name is Simon. He's played by Daniel Gerald. Uh, Kenny Banya, played for the first time, as I mentioned, by Steve Heitner, offers Jerry a brand new Armani suit for free. He delivers the suit but insists Jerry should buy him a meal in exchange at a nice place like Mandy's. Like Mandy's. Mandy's. Meanwhile, after his kidney stone in the previous episode, The Gymnast, Kramer decides to dump his refrigerator and eat only fresh foods. Fresh fish, fresh fowl. Fresh fruit. <laughs> fresh fruit. I just get it. I and buy I, it. I buy I, it. And I eat it. And I eat it. What does it say? I cook yeah. it and I eat it. That's right. <laughs> Kelly and George go for a walk. George mentions how he likes the word manure, and this is where Kelly mentions her boyfriend. And uh, turns out that after a bit of digging around, uh, George realises that she doesn't have a boyfriend. It was Mm. metaphorical. Obviously, if you're on a first date, you shouldn't talk about cow shit. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Unless unless your date is Marissa Tomei. Oh, that too. Yeah, she loved that, didn't she? Yeah, she did. It's good. I like how they use that same joke in the Cadillac. Yeah. And, and, you know, someone like Marissa, who you think, you know, is an Academy Award winning actress. Yeah. You think that maybe, oh, she doesn't like it. It's just to reinforce the joke. Yeah. And the uh, utter, you know, unbelievable idea that she's this perfect woman in every possible way. Whereas a waitress turned aspiring hair clip manufacturer, you know, doesn't get the joke. No. Yeah, so, yeah, it's good. I like I like that uh, dichotomy there. Um, Kelly makes a casual remark about the boyfriend, like I mentioned. Um, Jerry and George speculate whether they made it up, uh, which she actually did. Uh, Kramer starts dating Hildy, a waitress at Reggie's, uh, played by Linda Wallum. Like Reggie's. <laughs> like Reggie's. There's no egg white omelette. It actually says it on the menu. No egg white omelette. They make a point of saying that they don't do egg, like, yeah. egg white omelettes. How about, omelettes. How about big salad? You know, like a salad, but bigger. I'll just give you two small salads. <laughs> Can you put them in a big bowl? We <laughs> don't have big bowls. We don't have big bowls. Hildy's awesome. Yeah, I know. She's good. Um, Jerry and Banya meet up at Mendy's on the agreed upon meal, where Banya only orders soup, which he says cannot count as a meal. Simon becomes arrogant and doesn't seem to have plans to return to England. He turns out to be a real bounder, according to Jerry. George is feeling uncomfortable in Monks with Kelly around because the playful banter that he enjoyed with her before he asked her out has been replaced with a cold formality that borders on rudeness. So like standard service in the US. Yeah. <laughs> what do you have? What do you have? After asking his girlfriend, Hildy, Kramer informs George that Kelly doesn't have a boyfriend, as we mentioned. Uh, Banya joins George and Jerry at the coffee shop. He orders a soup and sandwich. Uh, Jerry believes his obligation's fulfilled, but Banya's like, that's not a meal. Mm. Soup's not a meal. He keeps insisting. In order to get rid of Banya, Jerry offers the Armani suit to Simon, who willingly accepts it. George is still uncomfortable at Monk's and badges Jerry and Elaine to go to Reggie's. And in that funny scene, they're trying to order different foods. Uh, Jerry's trying to order the egg white omelette, but literally it says on the menu, no egg white omelettes. And, uh, did you read the menu? Did you read the menu? Yes, I know. So good. And uh, oh, 
Kramer then mentions in a later scene that Kramer uh, got Hildy fired because he called her too many times, and that inspires George to uh, call Monks to try and get Kelly fired. But it turns out that Kelly actually uh, sells her stock or sells her hair clips to Bloomingdale's, and uh, she doesn't have to be a waitress anymore. Her last day is this Friday. Is this Friday, that's right. Um, Banya arrives at Monks and attempts to reclaim the suit from Jerry. Simon, who's just flirted with a woman in front of a lane. Dog. Absolute dog. Dog act. Poor form. Very poor form. Pardon. Pardon. Uh, Pardon. Arrives to announce that he has a job interview thanks to the suit Jerry gave him, so he might stay longer in the country. Elaine says, hey, Kenny, you want your suit back? And Kenny's like, yeah. I love love the enthusiasm. He's like, yeah, "Yeah, I want it back. And Elaine's like, go get your suit. And he goes to uh, beat up Simon to get his suit back. Yeah, it's weird to see Kenny, who's like this sort of lovable kind of just dork, Get really aggressive. He does. I love. I love when he sounds like a kid. He just goes, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." yeah. So good. Very, we'll very well done by Steve. Yeah. No, yep. we'll uh, no doubt talk about that a bit more when we get into Banya. Yes, and in the post-credit scene, uh, George is seen eating a line of Reggie's because <laughs> he's still banned from monks. Yeah. Yes. Um, other secondaries include uh, Michael Kaplan. He plays the waiter at Mendy's, and also I forgot the name of the actor, but the uh, manager of monks. Yeah, he's hilarious. He's, hey. Yeah, I'm talking to you. <laughs> I'm talking to you. Yes, that's right. You tell your little bald-headed friend there, <laughs> if he calls through here one more time, I'm going to turn him into my own personal hand puppet. And then Jerry's like, ugh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> my favourite bit in this uh, episode, well, my favourite kind of visual joke, I guess, it's not even a joke, it's yeah. just a cool little thing, is um, when uh, Elaine gets Banyan to chase down Simon and then they look at each other and hold it, hold up their forks. It's oh, like, yeah, success. Yeah. And it like, cuts we to both, the credits, We yeah. both got rid of the losers in our life who we didn't want. That's right. <laughs> like, we both just unloaded the baggage. They're like, success. <laughs> success. I <laughs> know, oh, that's a good scene. Uh, my favourite, like I said, was Hildy and Reggie's. Yeah. Yeah, that was really good. It is good. Yeah, really good scene. Uh, trivia, I only have a couple of bits of trivia. Yeah, not so do much I. Here. Yeah, um, so I, Steve, I have the scene where George has his walk and talk date was filmed in the Lagoon area of the CBS Radford Studios in Los Angeles. Uh, That's where they filmed Gilligan's Island. Yep. There you go. Uh, The lagoon was destroyed sometime in the 90s and it doesn't exist anymore. Hmm. So they didn't throw it in a dumpster like the Merv Griffin show. Yeah. And in the scene, uh, what's the second scene um, after George is contemplating asking... uh, Jerry uh, Kelly no, out. Kelly out. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yes. you can see. You know, Jerry's trying to give him a bit of advice and pep him up to go back in there. And he's like, you, "What is it? The the walk in? Like, no, the back in? The, the back, back in? The yeah, walk the walk back, back in. The walk Get back in, in there, soldier. Yeah, you can actually see Jerry having a bit of a chuckle. A bit of a chuckle. Yeah, yeah. It must good. have been the best take out of a few. Uh, yeah, out of a hundred takes. And it wasn't like especially it. like a comedic scene, so it's surprising that he laughed at that, or that they wouldn't have reshot it. <laughs> nah. You know, like I can understand in scenes that are like really physical or like over the top, and it's just hard to keep your laughter under control. But I don't know. It's strange. I know. Maybe he just, maybe they just ran out of time. Or he something. liked playing an army general. Or maybe something. yeah, he just enjoyed it. He's like, get in there, soldier. Yeah, because <laughs> I can imagine different scenes. Well, you know, there's so many different scenes where I can imagine them laughing, and they just sort of have to eventually use some take where they're ch- uh, snickering. Yeah, yeah. And this scene just doesn't. Ah, know, it's it's strange. Anyway, you know, Jerry probably he was in the moment and enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. He probably enjoyed, you know, dominating Jason in that scene. That's it. Jason's usually the one stealing the scenes, and Jerry's like, I'm stealing this one, baby. Yeah. That's how it worked. That's all the trivia I had. Yeah, me too, mate. Secondary characters, who shall we discuss today? Uh, why don't we talk about Simon moment? first? Simon, pardon. 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 Uh, he's played by British actor Daniel Gerrell. Uh, he's appeared in the films Drop Dead Fred, The Amazing Spider-Man 2, and his most famous role was the character Henry Stallard in the Academy Award-winning 1981 film from Britain, Chariots of Fire. Oh, okay. I've heard of Chariots of Fire. I've never seen it. I think it's about like an Olympian. Oh, yeah. I don't know the full story, but it's it's got the do, 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 Yeah. Is that song called Chariots of Fire? Oh, I don't remember. I think it is. Yeah. Fire or Ring of Fire. Oh, no, that's Johnny Cash. That's Johnny Cash. Yeah, wrong one. Yeah, so he was in those films. Simon, absolute douche, isn't he? Total dick. Freeloading bounder. Like Jerry and Elaine say, an absolute prick takes Elaine for a ride, takes advantage of her. He's clearly there, and and, and the dog act is when he picks up a woman in front of Elaine. Oh, totally. You know that he's obviously not there for her. Mm. He just wants to freeload. Probably wants to move from the UK to the US. You know, start life anew, and uh, yeah, he's just a real deadbeat. Yeah, I I would say that he's almost like a borderline con man. Oh, not, probably, not, not, yeah, like, not like yeah, a yeah. professional con man who can like inhabit other characters and build people out of you know millions of dollars like one of those crazy successful. Mm. I think he's too sociopath- stupid to do that. Yeah, I don't yeah. think he's like a sociopathic con man, no. but I just think he's a 
he's an opportunist. It definitely is, yeah. And I think he's done it before too. For sure. Probably not going to the US, but he's probably done something locally. Yeah, he wouldn't have gone to the US if uh, Elaine didn't use a frequent flyer miles. That's right, yeah. He just yeah. said yes because he's like, sweet, a free trip to the US. Yeah, and interesting where Jerry meets Simon for the first time outside of Elaine's apartment. Um, you know, Elaine says, do you need anything? And she goes, oh, I looked in your wallet. You only had six bucks. Yeah. And then Elaine's like, what? You looked in my wallet? Yeah. Like, that's that's just so rude. That is to very through rude. someone's personal or anything yeah exactly yeah he must look through a bloody underwear drawer yeah and then he jumped at the opportunity to get an Armani suit and I love how I love how like it all worked out in the end yeah like like you mentioned before Kenny who's Jerry's adversary and Simon who's Elaine's they kind of got their just desserts or you know at least Simon did for being an arsehole yeah and then uh, Kenny bashes Simon for the suit and it all kind of worked out for Jerry and Elaine didn't it unfortunately for Jerry though Banya didn't have an England to go back to no that's (laughs) right he's still in the same apartment going to the same comedy club and then then Banya appears again in a few more episodes yeah he does yeah he does and uh, yeah I yeah Simon was just a real dick he was well played by Daniel uh, to be fair he he, he was really good yeah no he did he did the job right of playing like just a skeezy ugh, just someone uh, who just makes you feel gross and, and, is, like, yeah. and is it interesting how he had like a really noble British accent yeah you know you think he'd have like oh, hello how are you mate you know how are you love you know you think or maybe the Americans wouldn't understand it maybe because you notice how he's just really clear and yeah he's, really got, he's got the voice. classic received pronunciation yeah like the very posh the very British posh. accent he's yeah. like where I'm from we don't say what he even says what yeah it's like we he's from pardon. down to, yeah he's like he's from yeah. down to Abbey yeah, or yeah, something yeah, you know? yeah. 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 Um, yeah and he looks like he is from a wealthier background he does um, yeah. you know he's, I'm sure he's educated um, the fact that even I think as well the fact that he really values an Armani suit probably means well, everyone got, does I guess so I wouldn't care about an Armani suit. No. You know, I'm from a working class background and I like nice things, don't get me wrong, but if someone gave me an Armani suit, I'm like, okay. What about the best and less one in my cupboard? Yeah. No, you don't want that? As long as I like it, it looks good. I don't really care. So the fact that he's, he's, he only takes it because it's Armani. If it was a different, if it was a nice suit, but it wasn't a designer suit, I don't reckon he would have taken it. No. If Jerry was like, oh, hey, I've got this $50 jacket from, you know, some like cheaper. From the op shop. From the op shop. From from the flea market. Even if it was free and it was just as nice a suit in terms of how it looks, I don't think he would have taken it. So he just got it more for the brand. I think so. I think he's got, I think he's, no, I think he's got refined tastes Mm, and that's probably maybe from a well your background mm, yeah um yeah and i think that's supported by the fact that he speaks like a upper class british person mm-hmm. um yeah uh yeah I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's got a, a trail of broken hearts and wreckage behind him in in uh in london does yeah. elaine say she goes to london or england i think england okay i'm, uh, I'm assuming I, she went to london i assume she went to london yeah. too so i'm assuming that they met in london yeah that's what they did yeah no yeah. she was over there with mr pitt and they yeah, met yeah, in yeah. london yeah no 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 but like you know there's many places in england yeah she yeah, could have yeah. met him at another place oh, but i'm just assuming you, yeah, based yeah, yeah. on the fact that london's the main city i'm gonna guess they met there i'm guessing that too yeah yeah um, cool. yeah i wouldn't be surprised if he's basically doing the same thing in the US as what he has done yeah. and probably still continuing to do. Do you, in, uh, do you think he is continuing to do it in the US? Yeah. Uh, even after Banya beat the shit out of him for the suit? No. What do you think uh, happened? Do you reckon Banya really be- like belted him? Well, his... Or I mean, trying his, to rip the confi- suit off him? His confidence for getting the job was based on the suit. Yeah, that's right. I don't think he thought he was going to get that job because of actually being competent. Mm. I think he thought that he would just get it because his suit looks sweet. And it did look good on him. You know, it's a good yeah, looking suit. it is. Uh, but I think Banya, if he didn't take back the suit, uh, it probably would have been torn or covered yeah. in blood. It would yeah. have been the suit. He wouldn't have been able to use the suit to get the job. No. So he either would. So he wouldn't have got the job. No. No. Um. Yeah. Maybe he would have tried to get the job, mm. but I don't think he would have. But he would have been in tatters. <laughs> literally in the, in the interview. Room. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. I think he would have just fucked off back to London eventually. Eventually, yeah. 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 Once he ran out of money, Elaine's gotten rid of him. Uh, or maybe yeah. he got a woman to do it. Maybe. Maybe the woman that he hooked up with in front of Elaine. Yeah. Maybe he said, oh, baby, I'm having money trouble. Oh, Can you please wire okay. me some and, I'll, and go home? And Actually, I that's I'll true. He back. would have to yeah. hang around New York that's to right. wait for enough money or enough... You know, enough of a sucker. He probably sweet sweet talked her. Uh, that's a good point. The actually. unnamed woman, and uh, yeah, he yep. went back to London. I reckon he would have not, because it's kind of a cliche, and I've experienced it in my life or seen it happen where Americans are really charmed by the British accent. Mm. I think they, even though it's just another English speaking country, uh, for some reason they really, I think they think it sounds really smart. Yeah, maybe I don't know. We've got a lot of American listeners. Is that a thing for you? Is that a thing? What about the Australian accent? I know yeah. Americans love the Aussie accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
So I, I reckon he would have been able to charm his way into many a woman's pants just oh. by using his accent. And the rest. Just being like, hello, I'm Simon. Hello, Here. I'm Simon. Do you have $20 for beer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's surprising that he likes beer. Yeah. You know, I mean, anyone can like beer, but beer is usually more associated with like the lower class or working class. Mm, yeah. And the fact that he's using his money to get beer rather than, you know, a finer, finer drop. Or do you think, you know, you were saying that he was very well educated. Do you mm. think maybe he comes from a common, like a commoner background? And maybe he's either putting on the British accent, or maybe he he's got like a complex where he thinks he's regal. Yeah, maybe. You know, maybe he comes from a less privileged background, and he's just putting. I don't think he's faking a personality. No, no, no. But he's just sort of trying to forget his poorer past. Yeah, maybe, probably. Yeah, and trying to be pretend something, trying to pretend to be something that is. He, he's all the, show and no go. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's what yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 a good take actually. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, but just all in all, the scumbag, scumbag, absolute scumbag, yeah. total scumbag, indeed. Next character, or do you have anything else on him? No, that's really about it. All right, Kelly, uh, played by Tracy Collis. Uh, she's appeared as Marlene in the Ex Girlfriend, which we've done an episode on about a month ago. Yeah, or thereabouts. So uh, I've already told. Like, I've already said her acting credits in that episode, so I won't go through them again. Fair enough. Go back and listen to The Ex-Girlfriend. But, yeah, Tracy, uh, she's one of the many actors and actresses on Seinfeld who come back as different characters. And uh, Kelly doesn't have that Southern Texan role like she did in The Ex-Girlfriend. Yep. It's more uh, it's more subtle. Um, yeah, Kelly, uh, well, she's only doing waiting or waitressing, you know, to get by and uh, she's manufactures hair clips and eventually Bloomingdale's Funky little hair clips that's right and eventually Bloomingdale's decides to buy some and she doesn't have to be a waitress anymore yeah there you go so I think she's a really creative person um, probably tried different endeavours I think she's probably since she was a like a teenager probably done arts and crafts or you know creating jewellery and stuff and maybe she's tried different things and eventually she said oh there's a market for hair clips you know, or maybe I'll apply my designs into the uh, hair clips. Yeah. And then they kind of took off. Yeah, it seems like she... I think a lot of people, uh, you know, she looks to be in her sort of early to mid-30s. I think she's been trying to make some sort of creative outlet a living for her whole life. And she's just been working jobs to pay the rent while yeah. she's been spending her time doing that on the side. Yeah. I and think this so is too. her first big break. Yeah. And she just dives straight in. Yeah, I reckon she's really been working at it since she was yeah. a teenager or, or a- early adult, yeah. I think that's really cool, like, because I think a lot of people give up on those dreams early if they don't have early success. They're like, okay, well, this just wasn't for me. I'll just, you know, sort of get a normal job or a job that isn't as creatively fulfilling. But I think for her, she's really determined and every no is just more inspiration for her to keep going until yeah. she gets a yes. And she's a very smart person. I she mean, is. she's not dumb. And even she's got a really good sense of humor even in the first scene with George, you know, she's they can't, they got that banter and stuff and she's got a good sense of humor. Yeah, I yeah. I, I actually like the banter between her and George. It's kind of cute and yeah. charming. Yeah. Um and I like I don't know, I I I really like George's reaction. Like he looks genuinely just comfortable and happy just in that moment interacting and flirting in that sort yeah, of way you don't say that know. too often do no, you no 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 yeah. he's sort of he's always you know distressed or, or uncomfortable neurotic. or neurotic yeah. Yeah. But the fact that he's just so relaxed and it's just such natural banter but mind you Jerry in his more cynical observational <laughs> says well they do work on tips they like, do work on tips I know, know that's she, probably one of the best lines yeah. in the episode <laughs> it's like well, well they do, they work, do on work on tips, tips. and yeah, then George is like sentence he says yeah. so much he just devastates George's dreams and then George is like oh does she like me yeah and he goes oh I should have got the egg white Omelette. You know, yeah. he's just looking at the menu. Yeah, he's he like, doesn't oh, care about George's no. feelings. It's like, oh, I should have got the egg omelette. <laughs> he just yeah. regrets his food choice. Have a yolk. It's not going to kill you, as what George <laughs> says in a later scene. But then in classical Jerry, in classic Jerry form, he's not listening, but then he still comes in and sort of just completely crushes George when she's like, what, what does he say? He's like, oh, why would she like me? Like, he, you know, he's, he's questioning himself and then he just utterly doubts himself. He's just like, oh, why would she like me? Yeah, exactly. But, Out of everyone else in the world, why would she like me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, then, and then George asks Jerry a question. He, uh, and then he sort of comes. He starts second guessing his second guessing, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's like, "Could she like me? Like, could could she, Jerry? Could she actually like me?" And he just goes, "No." <laughs> <laughs> he just goes, "No." <laughs> what a dog! Yeah, Jerry. Uh, yeah, no, I I really enjoyed Kelly's character. Um, yeah, she just seemed really level headed. Um, and and it's one of the few episodes where someone's episode girlfriend actually has a really positive ending. Yeah, you know, so she actually gets she actually quits before. George tries to get her fired. Yep, and uh, she goes, "My last day's Friday." Yeah, she's not yeah. a she's not a victim of of Jerry or George or you know. There's actually some really nice happy endings in this one. There is for Jerry for Elaine. Yeah, 
Everyone. Kenny, in a way, I guess, if he got his suit back, he yeah. ended up getting it if it was all in one piece. Kelly, yeah, as well. I'd uh, say Kenny got the best deal. He got two sandwiches. Oh, sorry, two bowls of soup, a sandwich, and a Armani jacket back. Well, I ripped one, probably <laughs> half of one, half Still. a jacket, but yeah, something. Like, instead of a $1,000 suit, it was a $500 suit. Yeah, true. <laughs> it was a vest. a vest. A <laughs> vest. No sleeves. See my vest, see my vest, That's see it. my vest. Yeah, uh, I was going to ask you, do you think um, uh, her lying to George was the right way to deal with obviously if she's not into george you know whether it was the manure comment that turned her off who knows she could have just not been into him and just gone on a date with him just to be polite or maybe she just thought that it was a friendly thing not a date uh do you think her making up a boyfriend to sort of let george know that she's not available was the right way to do it or do you think she should have just continued with the date and then at the end just said no i'm not interested well i guess it depends in the moment i mean maybe you know how sometimes you think that something's a good thing? Yeah. And then when you're doing it, you think, nah, it's not right? Yeah. I think she probably wanted to pull that card. I don't think she was really comfortable being with George because she probably thought, oh, he's just really into toilet humour and shit and manure and stuff. <laughs> she goes, look, I like it once in a while, those kind of jokes, but not. Like, and yeah. If, he, if, if that's the joke, he's going to pull like every 10 seconds. It's like, yeah. they get it, you know what I mean? I got the sense that she was maybe having some doubts before the manure comment and then that was just what sealed the deal. Oh, okay. She was yeah, just yeah. like... It wasn't a case of, yeah, I'm really keen, and then that one manure comment just completely turned her off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was a maybe, and then that was just a, nah. That was the... That was the thing that made her say no. That made her say no. Very interesting, though, how, you know, how sometimes people say, oh, I've got a girlfriend or a boyfriend to try and get out of something. Yeah. But then she says, my boyfriend loves watches. Like, she just carries on with the story, mm. which is really interesting. Usually, they're like, oh, I have a boyfriend, that's it. Yeah. It's like, you don't need to know their life story. Yeah. But then she goes on to say, oh, my boyfriend loves watches. Yeah. It's like, I, think- I, was, I was thinking, does she actually have a boyfriend? Mm. I don't know. Well, Weird. she doesn't. No, she doesn't. No. No, that's like... Oh, you mean like him. before Hildy confirmed that she doesn't? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. But I was like, gee, that, she's making up like a little story She's about really it, committed too. to it, yeah. Maybe she's like George. Like once he gets onto a story or she gets onto a story, she just goes with the lie. Yeah, she rather than just, just say it and move on. Yeah. She really dives in. She, she dives really right in. into it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I can imagine that's what George would say to her if the shoe was on the other foot and George didn't like Kelly. Yeah. Maybe he'd be like, oh, I have a girlfriend. My girlfriend loves watches. Yeah. I'm sure George would do something neurotic like that. Yeah, and he would make up a whole story yeah he did like a whole elaborate scheme oh can i meet her one day yeah uh, uh well she's uh she's away or just she's like in, his house oh, in the she's in hospital yeah. yeah she would be like all right well let's go meet her and you go all right get in the car let's go <laughs> with, with the horses <laughs> yeah exactly snoopy and prickly feet <laughs> he would lean so far into that lie yeah, yeah, yeah. that he'd fall over he would uh i'm just thinking because i asked you the question do you think the way that she handled it was the right way to do it ah and i'm just thinking there's no wrong answer here no about that um i think at first, I was going to say I don't think so because I think being honest, especially when it comes to feelings, is always the right thing to do. Absolutely. But at the same time, in that situation, in the moment, I think she maybe chose the best option in terms of just letting him down easy. Yeah. You know, by saying that, look, I'm not available because I've got a boyfriend. Whether she should have lied or not, I think that was the best option in the moment. So, okay, yeah. Yeah, I've cool. kind of changed my mind as I've been talking about it. Yeah. That- I don't think she really has the... I guess the confidence to kind of say, George, listen, yeah. you know, I don't like your jokes or I don't, I'm not enjoying this date or, yeah. or like you mentioned, waiting till the end to yeah. say her piece. I think she's one of those people who just kind of wants to, doesn't want confrontations. Yeah. She probably just wants to just kind of have the soft option yeah. and just pull out the card and uh, hopefully it ends everything. Yeah. You know, I was a bit confused as to why they're, um, I mean, I understand that if you went on a date with someone and it didn't turn out that it would change the dynamic and it might be a bit awkward when you saw them next time. But why their uh, their banter in Monks went from really warm and flirty to just cold? Like, I didn't understand. I understand that it would have changed, but changed to that extent. I was just a bit confused as to mm. why she was just so, what do you want? You know, just treating him like a regular customer. I think that was probably more for the writing. Okay. You know, to try and, you know, show the, the opposite of what happened. You know, basically saying, oh, I, I think it's more of a writing thing. Mm. You know, I guess you can't really say there was a change of heart or anything but I know I just think that with that one that they just wanted to show that George and her had a good chemistry and then one crap joke <laughs> literally yeah um, kind of ruined everything and then Kelly treated her like another customer yeah 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 okay no, that's or, fair or maybe she was hoping that because maybe she liked George yeah like and maybe she was like, oh, maybe he's like a really good guy. And then he did this jokes that she didn't appreciate. And mm-hmm. um, eventually she just said, oh, he's not the one. Okay. You know? 
Oh, so she was a bit disappointed. Yeah, probably disappointed. She like was probably she... really still keen on her, uh, him too. Okay. I think she was flirting with him yeah. in the first scene. Yeah. And um, yeah, well, I think she was. And okay. uh, maybe she was just really cut. Yeah. Really disappointed. She's like, yeah, no, oh. disappointment can manifest as sort of frustration and resentment sometimes, Absolutely. even if you don't mean it to. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good take. Mm, yeah. Very insightful. Or Very maybe, observant. Yeah, or maybe she just didn't want to talk about the subject or approach up on it. Yep. You know, maybe she just wanted to just cut maybe. it and be like, all right, let's just treat you like a normal customer. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. just close that entirely. Yeah, that's yeah, right. that's that's also a possibility. Again, like I said, she doesn't like confrontation or discussing any issues. Yeah, I think she just wants positivity. Yep, you know, and if something doesn't go our way, she'll just cut it out. Yep, done. Get rid of it, eliminate it. Fair enough. Yes. All right, let's talk about Kenny. Kenny Banya. Kenny Banya. In the context of this episode, played by Steve Heitner, he was credited as Stephen Heitner in this episode. Uh, he's appeared in the films including Face Off, Euro Trip, and The Prophecy. Uh, and as I have mentioned a couple of times, we have covered Kenny in more detail in our What's the Deal with episode with Jerry's Enemies. Yes. Yes. I forgot what number it is. 25, 30, I think. Somewhere uh, around yeah, there. Yeah, it was a while back. It was a while back. Yeah, one of our first. So just go back and listen to that. If yeah, you want to know what we do in that episode. Joe Devola. Uh, Joe Devola, Tim Watley. Uh, I think it was Kenny. Oh, uh, Sally Weaver. Oh, that's right. Kathy Griffin's character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, because when we did What's the Deals initially, we in, the, in our later What's the Deal with episodes, we just focused on one character. But in our earlier ones, we focused on like four or five. Yeah. In hindsight, we probably we, should have just done one character Yeah, at we kind of ran out. We did. Yeah. That's all right. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah. It's still good. Uh, I don't think we mentioned it in that What's the Deal, but he refers to himself as KB. KB, he <laughs> does. <laughs> KB. Jerry, KB. KB. <laughs> yeah. uh, and he always changes his mind on a dime, doesn't he? He's like, oh, you know, I don't want the suit. Oh, And he calls Jerry in that scene like a minute Jerry, later. I've been Jerry. thinking about it. You think, like, in a minute. Yeah. A minute Yeah, after, I've been thinking about like, it means you've been mulling on it for, you know, at least a day. Yeah, that's right. You know, it's like, oh, you know, do you want to do that thing this weekend? Oh, let me think about it. And then three days later, you call him up be like, yeah, I thought about it and I want to do that thing this but, weekend. But not, not one minute. No, I was going to say one minute later, he's like, hey, Jerry, I've been thinking about it. And that's just after Jerry hands Simon the suit. <laughs> yeah. Very indecisive guy. Um, we had mentioned in the What's the Deal With episode that Kenny really admires Jerry. Mm. And I watched an, uh, an interview with Steve Heitner uh, a couple of weeks ago to celebrate Seinfeld 30. Um, I told you there was that NBC Today Show interview and there were a couple of other characters from the show. Yeah. And Steve, he mentioned when he did his audition that a lot of people he heard audition for the role. Um, he said that a lot of people were portraying Kenny as really nasty really spiteful, mean. I'm, I'm yeah. guessing he auditioned for the soup. Um, but then Kenny came in and he really... Stephen came in. Stephen came in. Sorry, yeah. that's what I meant. Right. St- Stephen, Steve came in and he and he did his audition. Yeah. And he made Kenny out to be like he really admires Jerry. Yeah. And the writers were flawed. They're like, wow, that's a great take. I think so, yeah. Because he has absolute adoration for Jerry. Yeah. He's on a couple of rungs lower than Jerry in terms of the hierarchy of comedy in New York. Um, but yeah, I think... Um, Kenny just really wants to Jerry to like him. I yeah. said that in, in the What's the Deal episode, yeah. 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 I think that's why. If, it, if he didn't admire Jerry professionally and personally, um, I don't reckon he would have given him the Armani suit. The Armani suit. Yeah. yeah. And and even if Kramer, um, even if he thought about asking for something in return, just like a nice meal, like a gestural uh, exchange, I don't think he would have had the confidence to ask. And the only reason he did was because Kramer openly said it, as he always does. He always says what. Oh, so you think Kramer influenced him? I think so, yeah. If if that thought crossed his mind, I think he would have shut that down because he thought maybe, oh, Jerry won't like me if I ask for something in return. Right. He might have seen it as, like, bad form of, like, you Uh know... But I okay. think Kramer Kramer sort of gave him the confidence in that moment to ask you, him. Yeah, because you do see Kenny's face kind of light up a bit. Yeah, when Kramer mentions He's it. He's like, yeah. "Oh, this is my uh, this is my opportunity." Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, I think another it, it sort of occurred to me as I was watching it because I was thinking he does really admire Jerry. Like he's a total oh, he kiss yeah. ass. Yeah, he does. Um. I was almost thought maybe even if he's not aware of it, maybe if it's like a subconscious thing, maybe he's not ordering full meals so he can have more opportunities to hang out with Jerry. Oh, okay, yeah. You know, like, yeah. He's, like even if he's not making the conscious decision of like, no, nah, I'm just going to like create an opportunity to hang out with him again on a subconscious level, you know, because he just wants to hang out with him. Maybe he's not, you know, maybe he's ordering soup or protesting the idea of soup as a meal so that he can have a second, you have a second opportunity. I think Kenny's really lonely, to be yeah, honest with you. Yeah. I think he doesn't have, he has very little friends and especially in the comedy scene I think he's just going in cold yeah. I think he's just coming in with no contacts no networking he's just saying some jokes yeah you know yeah he's a bit naive and childlike as well like he's very cheery but at the end uh, like you said you kind of see a darker side to him when he yeah. gets really aggressive and you the fact do, that he yeah. kicks the shit out of um, Simon um, mm. yeah do you think do you think it was just Jerry's sort of like 
what's the word? Um, the fact that Jerry was so staunch about not honouring soup as a meal. Mm. Uh, sorry, about... Yeah, a soup, on, soup being a meal. Insisting that soup being soup a meal. Soup a meal, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then that just sort of ticked uh, Banyer off. Like, no. do you think that that's what made him aggressive? No, I, I think he was really drawn to that suit, yeah, to okay. be honest with you. I think, so it was, more, it was more the suit than Jerry. I, yeah, I think Jerry wouldn't have... I'm sorry, I, I don't think Kenny would have given the suit to anyone but Jerry. Right. I don't think he would have gone up to Kramer or George or, you know, anyone else even in the comedy scene and said... You want a suit? Yep. You know, a thousand. Let's say a thousand dollar suit for argument's sake. Yeah. You know, at the time, um, I don't think he would have done that with any other comedian. I think because he adores Jerry so much, and he wants to use that as kind of like a peace offering with Jerry. Yeah. And to try and put Jerry or put him in Jerry's good books. Yeah. That's what I'm going to say. But Jerry obviously doesn't like Kenny at all. Yeah. So you know, Kenny could buy him like a brand new car, and so, Jerry's like, eh, I don't want it. Yeah. You so know? do you think the rejection of the suit was a rejection of self? Like, yeah. you don't like my suit, and then that's why he was so pissed off, because he just gave it away. Yeah, that's He was right. just so, like, blasé. He's just like, fuck the suit, fuck you, yeah. fuck your meal. Yeah. Like, I just gave it away to some English oh, Jerry. asshole. Well, Jerry, you know what I mean? never, like, Jerry never wanted to be friendly with Kenny. It's, it no, was no, Kenny no, no. that was trying to do it. No, 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 but yeah. I'm saying the fact that Jerry was so indifferent, and then he just gave away the suit. Yeah. Like, he didn't care about it at all. No. Do you think Kenny was annoyed? Like, that's... It wasn't just like if I gave you something that I really thought you would like and you were just indifferent about it. Yeah, I would go well. It, that's not a reflection on how you feel about me. No, that's a reflection on how you feel about the thing that I got you. But what if you found but out with, that I gave it away to someone? I'd be a bit annoyed. Yeah, but I, I wouldn't. Again, I wouldn't take that personally in terms of well, you're doing it to insult me. You're just doing it because you're a jerk or you just don't care about yeah. it or whatever. But I, Whereas to, I think yeah. on, I think for Kenny because he's so he's got such admiration for Jerry. I think it's more than the suit. I think it's I like think a it personal really, yeah. deep yeah. rejection. Deep rejection. It really crushed him. Yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. I think the rejection of the suit was a rejection of Kenny. Yeah. Yeah. And Kenny didn't take it too well. Yeah. 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 But I mean, he gets over it because when he sees him, you know, in the soup nuts, he's like, Jerry! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this guy's soup's the best, Jerry. The best. best Jerry. I love I love how he's in the soup nuts. Yeah. I yeah. think it was perfect yeah. having him, yeah. I think Kenny's the sort of person who get who feels feelings real hard and he gets crushed, but the next day he just bounces back. He's just got endless positive uh, positivity, you know, he's yeah. just like he's just like ah, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> he does, and we see it later on in other episodes. That's what he's I mean. like, hey, Jerry. Yeah, like he holds no no grudges. No, no. He feels things fastly and intensely, but two days later, he's over it. Yeah, and he's just like Jerry, <laughs> Albertine. Yeah, yeah. What's well, the Roundine, Roundine, Roundine. Uh, let's talk about Hildy. Hildy, yes, our last secondary character for the day, uh, played by producer and writer Linda Wallum. Uh, she's known for producing the show Nerd. Jackie. Uh, she also directed four episodes. Uh, she was nominated for an Outstanding Comedy Series Emmy for her work on the show, her production and writing. Um, she's also been executive producer for the sitcom That 70s Show, as well as the 1990s TV series Sybil. Uh, in her acting career, she's appeared in Sleepless in Seattle, and she's lent her voice for animated shows such as Rocco's Modern Life and Rugrats. Nice. Yeah, a few, couple of Nickelodeon shows there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, Hildy, a very angry woman. Very angry a woman. Very fucking angry woman. And, uh, well, like Kramer says, full, what, full-figured? Full-figured. She's full a full-figured fig- gal. She's a full-figured gal. And yep. uh, Kramer, you know, he has if her a... her blood sugar drops, then... Then that's it. There'll be well, trouble. Well, there'll be trouble, <laughs> yes. Well, I, I imagine she probably has diabetes then. Uh, Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe she's just got... You know, an some, addiction to sugar. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say some people, some people's, uh, some people's mood is directly related to their food intake. Yeah, that's true. You know, not just blood sugar, but just sort of complete, like how they operate in the world. Yeah, I yeah. thought Hildy was really cool. Yeah, she's she, cool. she was probably my favorite secondary in this episode. Yeah, um, yeah. I think the fact that she was just so short and curt and rude at um, at Reggie's was just to uh, accentuate the idea of Reggie's being like this. Grim, dull, bizarro, yeah, this this, like terrible version of monks. Where although you know some not so good things happen at monks, it's generally like a positive place for all of them. They have interesting conversations and they always enjoy the food. Yeah, Reggie's is a complete opposite, and I think her being there and being that way was just to reinforce that idea. Yeah, it's just the anti-monks. And, she, yeah. and she's the anti-Kelly uh, as well. Or maybe Reggie's is known for their fresh food. Because mm. you know how Kramer says, I met Hildy at Reggie's. Oh, yeah, true. Maybe, you know, because he's so hell-bent on eating fresh food, maybe Reggie's is known to make stuff fresh, whereas okay. Monk's maybe pre-makes some things. Okay. I don't know. That's just my, my take. Yeah. Because how often do you see Kramer and Reggie's? That's true. That doesn't happen often. Yeah, he doesn't really say how they met or anything like or that, maybe, does he? No, maybe after he had his kidney stone, he went to Monk's and said, 
spoke to the manager and said, hey, how do you make your food? Oh, oh they're pre-made okay. or we microwave stuff or like not everything, but, yeah. you know, things are pre-done. So you know. he went out to look for better options and then he met Hildy. Yeah. Oh, and found okay. Reggie's and Reggie's like, oh, we make everything fresh. Okay. Like, oh, there we go. I love fresh. Right. Fresh fish, fresh fowl, fresh fruit. <laughs> and uh, Reggie's has it all. So okay. I think that's how they met. That's, that's a good take. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. No, I really like Hildy. There's not really a lot to say. She's hilarious, but she's very one-dimensional. She's just very angry. She's very angry. She's got a lot of fucking rage. She does. <laughs> and she uh, ends up getting fired from Reggie's. She does. Kramer breaks up with and her. And that just ticks her off right. even more. No, I mean, I, mean I, I say Kramer breaks up with her. I mean, Kerry, uh, Kramer rings her. Yes, yeah, he gets her fired. He gets her fired. Yes, yeah, yes, by yes, harassing yes. her. At work. By harassing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So I guess you know, we don't see her again in anything. No, um, no. She was good. She was in a couple of scenes, but you know, she did. She did everything just fine. Yeah, I reckon she would have broken up with Kramer after that last scene when when she ate all the food. She's like, well, what good Kramer? What good is Kramer to me now? Yeah, he doesn't have any food. His neighbor doesn't have any food. Next, next. You know, just move on to the next. Uh, you know, food. Food guy. Food opportunity. She's like Simon, but for food. Yeah, she is. <laughs> yeah. She'd be like, instead of $20 for beer, you have beer. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a case of beer? Just eats the $20 note. <laughs> <laughs> Takes too long to go to the shops and swap this for food. I'm just going to eat the note. American made. <laughs> that's it. Made in the uh, USA. That's all the secondary characters for this week's episode. Yeah. The Soup. Uh, we'll take another quick break, and then when we're back, we'll talk about our top tens. Uh, a bit of listener mail, and then we'll wrap it all up. You mean to walk back in? That's the toughest move in the business. You're sending me out into no man's land, and if I get shot down, I have to crawl all the way back. Well, I can't do it. I can't do it, I tell you. Pull yourself together. You're going in there, soldier. That's an order. Welcome back. Uh, this week we are doing The Soup, a season six episode. And where does it sit in your episodes that we've done so far? Out of 91 that we've done so far, number 72. Oh, okay. So on the lower end, I, overall I found the episode, like even though there were some funny scenes, especially with Hildy, I really liked her character as well. I don't know, I just found the episode to be pretty... I don't know, it just wasn't as engaging as other episodes. It just seemed pretty... I know it's a nothing show, but I don't know, I just, nothing else really stood out for me. It was, it's, it's an episode which was enjoyable, but not really something which I'd look back on and be like, oh, the soup was... That's an episode to remember. Yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, it did its job. Yeah, and uh, it just, yeah, it wasn't, unfortunately, not high enough to uh, to get into the top 60 or 70 or whatever. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. For me, it's number 28. Oh, wow. So high, yeah. Pretty high up. Okay. So, yeah. Well, I, usually when something's low for me, it's high for you. Yeah. We're, yeah. We're just, we're contrarians. That's right. Uh, yeah. No, I really liked all the secondaries. I thought they were all really good. Really uh, cool. Really well written. And the fact that they almost, more or less, got equal screen time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, a lot of the time there's just one main secondary and a few sort of subsidiaries just to fill out the storyline. Um, and they did a lot with... They did a lot for the characters and you sort of got to know a lot about them mm. with not much screen time yeah, and not much to work with, which I thought was just really good writing. If they could bring back one of those secondary characters besides Kenny, mm. who, should, who would they have brought back? Uh, for me, it would have been probably Simon. Simon, yep. yeah. Yeah. Um, it would have been a cool, like, maybe ongoing storyline if he'd stayed in New York and then three seasons later, like, Elaine runs into him. But maybe, I don't know, she, you know, at first she's like, oh, my God, there's Simon. But maybe he's, like, completely different. Like, maybe yeah, he apologises and yeah. he's, like, he's sort of become a better person and then they date again, something like that. Yeah, I could okay. see almost working. Well, fair enough. And um, then it all goes to shit. Yeah, it goes back yeah. To his old ways. Yeah, it turns out that he's full of shit or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what about you? Uh, me, I'd probably bring back... Probably in one scene, maybe Hildy. Okay. Somehow. I yeah. don't know how. Or maybe, you know, when Kramer goes on the AIDS walk, mm. maybe Hildy is like one of the runners. Oh, okay. You know yeah, how there's yeah. Bob and Cedric? Yeah. And maybe Hildy's. I don't know. Oh, okay. Maybe they can incorporate her somehow. Fair enough. Is she still angry? Yeah, probably. Okay. Angry Kramer. She'll always be angry. She'll always be angry. Yeah. Hang- hangry. Hangry. Yeah, hangry, actually. Yeah. yeah. She's she's the epitome of hangry. <laughs> yeah. That's true. <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah. Uh, any secondaries make your top 20? No. Nah. Look. All of them get an honourable mention, but none were good enough to get in the top 20. What about you? Uh, honourable mention to Hildy, but no, none, none were good enough to make my 20. Fair enough. Uh, listener mail. We have a couple of bits that we're going to read out to you right now. When you control the mail, you control information. Yeah, so fan of the episode and Patreon Jace, who goes by the name Chaseface on Twitter, he sent us a message and he addressed a question that we asked all the way back at the end of 2017 when we did the Mango yeah, uh, it was our season finale when we used to do seasons. Uh, I think it was our season two or three finale. It might have been three, I think. Yeah, when was, we did seasons, yeah. 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 Uh, we asked the question because um, in that episode we were talking about Joe, the fruit shop owner. Yeah. And we asked the question about the sign that he has that says 
uh, price is subject to change depending on customer's attitude or something like that. Yeah. And we sort of thought, is that a real thing or was that just a, an in-joke in the episode or was that just one of Joe's signs? I didn't know whether it was actually a real... And I went back and listened to that episode today to sort of... Uh, to remember what we actually asked. We sounded so young. Yeah, <laughs> it actually sound pretty good. Oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah it was uh, a good episode. I remember that one. It was yeah. good. It was fun. You're banned. You're banned from the store. Banned from the store. <laughs> I think Joe's in my top 10. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, yours too. my top 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love him. He's sick. Uh, yeah, and we sort of, we talked a bit about sales tax and services tax. And uh, Jace responded to that. So thank you for responding to that, even though it's 18 months later. Thanks, Much appreciate man. it. Yeah. Thank you. Well, there's a lot of people downloading our older episodes. That's true. Which is great. That's true. Yeah. Uh, he said that where he's from, which is in Michigan, there's a sales tax on t- tax, tax on a lot of items, which I is 6%. I think it's like 6%, yeah. 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 Uh, and in California, it's 7.25%. Yeah, that's right, yeah. yeah. Um, but Joe's sign in and of itself would be illegal. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, you, have that. Yeah, you can't just sort of change your prices based on someone's uh, shitty attitude. Yeah, I think Jay said something along the lines of a lawsuit would be would be on the shopkeeper's hands yeah, or that's right. the store owner's would hands. Would be on the cards, like yeah. 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 Yeah, so thank you for addressing our question that we've got all about. That's right. And thank you, Jace, once again for signing up to Patreon. You are the fifth member of our Patreon page and you get early access to episodes and uh, bonus goodies. Indeed. Uh, the second bit of listener mail, and again, this is another patron. Her name is Holly Eleanor. Um, and she... So last week on our normal feed and for our Patreon uh, subscribers, we... Uh, put up a regifting of the Soup Nazi. So the Soup Nazi was our very first ever Bidwell mm. Basque episode. Yeah. And we were a bit green around the gills. We were a bit <laughs> amateurish, um, especially me. And we decided to redo it because it's such a classic episode and we wanted to sort of, yeah, do it at our current level of skill, I guess. Um, and Holly said uh, in a comment on the post on Patreon that uh, she's listened to both versions and uh, she acknowledged that they're different, but for first timers, we're pretty good. So ah. thank you, Holly. That's very kind of you. And it was very nice to read because I, whenever I recommend this podcast to someone or if it comes up in conversation, they're like, oh, I'll check it out. And I'm like, yeah, cool, cool. Don't listen to the first couple. I always say that. Yeah. Um, so the fact that you reckon that we weren't that bad is a nice little, you know, nice little boost of confidence. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you so much, Holly. That's really nice. Yeah. yeah. I've always hung shit on the first episode that we've done yeah. but you know I'm glad that Holly appreciated it yeah yeah, and we've gone really well and we've done great things since then so we have. Uh, yeah it's been a great couple of years yep so far anyway let's not get nostalgic we're only halfway through we've got a couple right. more years yet yeah indeed uh, in the meantime if you want to email us bidwabask b-i-d-w-b-a-s-c podcast at gmail.com you can check us out on Twitter Instagram Facebook and Reddit we are on Patreon as yeah. I've said about a hundred times and I won't mentioned. say it again and uh, this fortnight we do have a special bonus Patreon episode so every fortnight we bring out a Seinfeld related episode just for our Patreon subs that's right so yeah yep and uh, you can listen to all previous episodes of the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to rate us or review us or tell your friends about us, that would be amazing. My name's Ivan. And I'm Stephen. And you can catch me on my other podcast called In Melbourne Last Week. It's a conversation series where I speak to everyday people who do extraordinary things. Uh, I've left details in the show notes as to how to access that. And uh, for my season two finale of that podcast, I speak to the locals uh, who are the subjects of the musical Come From Away. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was really good talking to them. And and, uh, yeah, that will be out Monday. Okay. Yeah, it should be out. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's my season finale. So, yeah, it was really interesting. Um, if you don't know what Come From Away is, it's a musical, a really nice, wholesome musical, which I really enjoyed. And uh, just Google it if you want to find out more about it. Nice. And uh, if you want to get some Seinfeld goodness between podcast episodes, make sure you join my Seinfeld group on Facebook. It's called Seinfeldisms. Yes. Uh, yeah, and post away and interact and have a bit of fun and, yeah, share your Seinfeldisms with the world. Yes. That's next, uh, Sorry, I was going to say next week uh, we're paying tribute to uh, Mr. Levine, yep. uh, Charles Levine, who passed away. He was the actor from The Briss, and uh, Stephen thought at the start of the episode, let's do The Briss next week. So yeah. we're doing it. What episode were we were we going to do before I thought of that uh, on the fly? The Wait Out. The Wait Out. From season eight. Okay, well, The Wait Out will have to wait out two weeks. Uh, but until then, we'll catch you all next week. All right. 